you know, it's a it's a life skill. You never you never know when you might need to throw a shovel. You're listening to the Jack Wagon Podcast. Oh, good for you. Featuring Chad Rover and Drew Cobb from Cool 94's Rope and Drew in the Morning. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. You know, morons. Oh. <laughs> this podcast is unsuitable for small children and girly soy boys. They whine about anything. You pull down their pants and you spank their ass. What is these animals? The Jack Wagon Podcast. So here we are, season two, episode one of the Jack Wagon Podcast. I'm Chad Roper. I'm Drew Cobb. And I'm Corey Speaker. This is awesome, man. We're doing this live on location at Mountain Man's Axe Throwing and Grub. So what's the address here? This is 325 South Main. Okay, so I guess you're the mountain man. I mean, yes. your hair's a little longer than what it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember when I first made your acquaintance, but uh, anyway, the graphic outside yes. is pretty that, gnarly. It's that like, was done by a family member. It's uh, like Grizzly Adams. That's right. It's a good so, one. Now, did you know that you were going to be doing this thing a couple of years ago? Oh, or no. What? No, 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 no. So, uh, why? Well, uh, basically had this building. And it's like a lady, if she has a pair of shoes, she needs a handbag to go with it. So we had this building. (laughs) We need something to put in this building. So the brainstorming of five years of what are we going to put in here? What will fit? What will Elk City need? What? You know, and you landed on throwing hatchets at the wall. I like it. There you I go, it. man. I like it. We could, have do. A, we could have a bait shop. <laughs> we could man have ice is cream. A genius. Or we could have hatchets. Yeah. yeah. There you go. This guy is a genius. So, did you have any experience throwing hatchets at walls, or was this just something that, ah, oh, this would be a good idea? Well, okay. Let me back up. If he up. told you, he'd have to kill you. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. It's top <laughs> secret. No. Actually, no. If you want the truth to that, the, the quick answer is no. But we have family members that actually have two of these venues on the southeast side of the state. Really? Uh, but we were a little different. They have a lot of tourists, okay? They've mm-hmm. got a ton of tourist trade coming into Hochi Town. Okay. Hochi Town? Hochi Town. Yeah, I don't think I've a, ever been yes. there. It's right north of Broken I, I think I've been to Hoochieville. Yeah, I know. I was like, Hoochie Town. I've been to Hoochie I've seen Town. some Hoochie Mamas, but uh, well, see, anyway. seen Hoochie Mamas. Uh, <laughs> never been to Hoochie Town. Okay, well, Hoochie Town, Hoochie okay, Town. Yeah, yeah. Is, is a little place on Broken Bow Lake. All right. Okay. And it has exploded. Okay. It has went from probably a couple hundred cabins to probably, if I'm guessing, the last count I had was 3,500, but it's been a year or so. There's probably 5,000 cabins around oh Hochi Town. That's the and there are people from Elk City that own some of these said cabins. Man. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. And now it I is just. I think I'll buy me some stock you, in Hoochie Town. Yeah. Or, or Hoochie Town. You yes. know those stinking. Like, I'm going to call it Hoochie Town. <laughs> you know Why those, not? You know those memes on Facebook that you scroll across and it's like, for a million dollars, could you live here with no internet yes, for a year? That's it. Blah, blah, blah. That's it. Dude, we've got somebody on Tradio right now. Seriously. And tell me if you do this. 
They've got cabins up in the mountains in Colorado. Okay. They, they have 12 of them, and oh, they wow. need somebody to stay there between August till the end of October, Me. just house-sitting the 12 cabins. Me. Right on the river. Oh, yeah. I'm you in. fireplace the whole I'm thing, in. fishing I'm the whole in. time. That's I'm what in. I'm saying, man. That's too good to be true. <laughs> My yes. wife's over here like, like, let's go. It's got to yes. be like one of those hostile situations where you go and actually somebody's just paying to murder you. <laughs> It's got to be one of those situations. It's got to be. Give me a little notice and we'll give them their best shot. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't isn't there a movie about this with Alan There's several of them. (laughs) Yeah, there's several of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but anyway, so they had these venues. We knew in Elk City that we needed to add another dynamic because we don't have as many tourists. Mm -hmm. So we were going to put some type of food in. Okay. But I'm very good friends with a man named David Bell, whose father, Phil Bell, owned the Flamingo Restaurant. If you've been around here any of your life. I've heard okay, of the Flamingo. You will know the, the Flamingo. Flamingo. Okay. It was, it was the place. Have any slot machines in it? Uh, yeah, well, I could have in the back. <laughs> but that place was the ticket in the day. Everybody ate there. I wow. mean, I guarantee you, Chelly ate there. Yeah. I mean... Everybody ate at the Flamingo. <laughs> it was just, it was the place. I've and heard of the Flamingo. it was where Pedro's, okay. where Pedro's burned. Yeah. That's where the Flamingo yep. was. Right. There's still the Flamingo yeah, Inn. Yeah, the sign's still up there. Well, yeah, the yeah. Flamingo Inn is right yeah. there beside right. it. So, anyway, but David comes along. David grew up in that business. And uh, another story for another podcast is the fact that I race homing pigeons. Okay, so... David and I really David and I race pigeons together. Dude, so, you could live in a, a penthouse <laughs> apartment in Harlem and, yes. and be a slumlord oh, sending yes exactly sending eviction notes via pit. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's another topic we can get to. But so David and I, David and I race pigeons together, and I'm telling David what we're going to do. We got this building. It'll work perfect. We're going to do some type of food venue. And David said, stop right there. Okay. He's like, you got to have good food. He was like, don't have That's the nachos truth. and popcorn and concession stand food. He's like, the equipment costs the same to do it first class or to do it half dude that's ended. the truth i mean you you can go to any given place on the map and there's going to be a bazillion eats places yes very few good eats yes. places yes that's right so, so nod to you for so and and so and that's the notes. thing and like you asked earlier who knows how long axe throwing is gonna right keep going it was mm-hmm. big in the 30s yeah and it's like 40s. is this like pogs is this just a fad that's gonna <laughs> show up and go away exactly I, but I, everybody I, eats <laughs> So if the axes come and go, everybody's still got a stomach and an appetite. Yeah, and you so, work up an appetite throwing the axe. Exactly. I guess so, yeah. Exactly. So, so we in turn uh, got in touch with a good friend of ours that we go to church with that is a food service rep with U.S. Foods. Give them a little plug, and we in house with them. They have chefs that work with people like us. Oh. So herein, she gets a Zoom meeting with somebody that looks like me. Okay, bearded, long-haired, and she's like, "What kind of food are you even thinking about?" <laughs> because I'm not their normal customer. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. So, I told her, I laid it out. I want my type of people are meat eaters, 
We eat solid food. We no. don't eat Brussels sprouts, asparagus, or any of that other kind Close of stuff. Close your ears, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, and I said, if you send me anything, you know, I'm, I'm going to send you what I want, like my ideas for whatever, you know, appetizers mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I said, yeah. if you send me something that has some kind of, and I'm not knocking it if you like it, but uh, because I have ate it, but you send me some kind of spinach dip something, I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> he know? ain't down I, with the spinach artichoke shit, right. man. I that's love right. it. I, I love I'm me just some artichoke. Hey, so. man, I'm, I'm kind of an adventurous eater, though. I, I like spinach artichoke. Well, I, adventurous like eater, the- he eats beating rattlesnake hearts and <laughs> snake sushi and <laughs> night crawlers and everything well, else, man. I don't want to make one group feel left out so yeah i can go. cater oh to the God, the veggie people and then i can cater to the people that are kind of into eating snake sushi yeah right? who's there to say go. that plants don't have feelings too <laughs> what do the plants ever do to i've you? never ate a piece of salad that screamed though that is true that yeah. is true so <laughs> seriously so anyway so we worked on that for like two months sending stuff back is that forth. our pizza that is it that is called you guys keep talking i'm gonna show off the pizza <laughs> I, I mean, oh so, so anyway, so that is what we, we worked with her. We want a different pizza than you could buy anywhere in Elk City. Yeah. And bang, here we go. She's working with us, working with the girls in the kitchen. And, uh, that looks absolutely beautiful. So is, let go is, ahead and describe okay. what I'm about to eat right here. Okay. So the Grizz pizza. Okay. It's one of my favorites. It seems to be one of our house favorites. Okay. We start off, uh, with a 14 inch crust. Okay, and I'm going to explain it since you're maybe not seeing it. It's more of a middle crust. It's not a real thin, not a real thick crust. With that, for our sauce on that pizza, we use a garlic butter spread. Okay, so there's no red Look sauce. Look at this thing; it. it is beautiful. Yeah. Then we use uh, seared sirloin. Is it going to be meat. weird if you hear me make animal noises? No, just get after it. <laughs> You're not going to hurt me at all. Not going to hurt me at all. Okay. Then you have different options. You can put onions, uh, bell peppers, or in this case, we took those off for you guys and put roasted red peppers. Okay. Oh my God, in on heaven, there. This is so good. And uh, then we put some jalapenos on there. Okay, pickled jalapenos, and then we cook that, okay? We run it through our oven, and then when we're done with that, on top, we drizzle the top with white queso and ranch dressing. This is absolutely outstanding. (laughs) Oh, my God. And would I have ever put that together? I don't think so. So the person that you spoke with... Well, we just bounced it off and got different ideas. And then we, she actually, because of COVID, came out here to us. And we just got in the kitchen and started throwing whatever we thought together. And we called up friends, family, and said, you need to get down here because we need guinea pigs. This is unbelievable. <laughs> oh Dave Portnoy would lose his mind over this pizza, dude. That's of course, some of the only best pizza like cheese, I've ever eaten. But oh my I've God. only had a couple of pieces of pizza. Let me tell you a little bit of something about me. So most of, certainly, my married life, okay. I've been a touring musician. Okay. And so for a couple of years in different musical operations, I was, I was gone during a month maybe more than I'd be home. And okay. one thing that I've always enjoyed doing was either grab a beer that's, you know, the local favorite, okay. or I'm going to the pizza joint for okay. the same reason. And it was really cool when I got to go 
up into Chicago for obvious reasons. I got to go there, and then I was up in the Northeast a lot, and so all okay. over the East Coast, and then we'd go out to, uh, like, New Mexico. With this so I tried pizza from all over America. Awesome. That's I awesome. I had a good time. I'm telling you, this there, was, there was a place in New York that I had some pie that was good. This I'm telling you is some of the best I've ever had. I am not kidding. Are you are you I, trying are you trying like some dude, of this? Yeah, Shelly's like trying a, some of this too. Yeah. I'm a thin crust guy, like die hard thin crust guy. Dude, this is seriously the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Awesome. And you would be amazed when I when I open, okay. So you know, okay, the crust is the only thing we don't make. Okay? We buy a pre-done crust and we process it. Okay, so we don't have the flour, and that's a, because just time constraints uh, to make that happen. We are doing some experimenting, and it may be in our future, but currently that is the only piece we don't make. But when I opened the box, I closed it and said, "This isn't what I wanted because they are about paper thin." Yeah, when we get them, that's what I. Yeah. Okay, they rise. They uh-huh. co- as we cook them, they rise. And we actually have to do what they call docking them, mm-hmm. okay, to keep them from being that thick. So we dock them with a, a little bitty thing that's got these spikes on them to knock mm-hmm. holes in it to keep that thing from being three inches yeah. thick. You've got a really interesting history, but it sounds like you're kind of a, you're like a foodie dude. Oh, I am. Are I, you? I've always, through everything, every cornball thing I've ever done in my life, I've always actually dreamed of having a restaurant or having food. I actually, I love to cook. I love to really? experiment. I love to, I've made a, uh, I've made a strawberry chipotle barbecue sauce. Ooh. Okay. And, really? and I've experimented and gave it to friends and family. Uh, we've got, I've got several guys that want their wings in it now. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I love doing that kind of stuff, and this is my does avenue. It, this is my stage to do that. So does the so, barbecue sauce have a specific name yet? Oh, if no. not, no, no. I have one. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't spoil it. <laughs> F.U. Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. F you Martha Stewart oh, sauce. But yes. yeah. I like that. Yeah, F so, you Martha Stewart sauce. But I've sauce. had That's several it. people that want like a maybe a little because a strawberry chipotle is a smoky sweet barbecue sauce. It has a little bit of a bite at the end, but it's yeah. not it's it's that's not, a per, yeah, that's a perfect balance of sweet yeah, and savory. It's not yeah. jump in your mouth, rip yeah. your tongue out, and beat you with it. Yeah. You know, and I've had people that want that. But the majority of people don't want that hot. Gosh, man! You know, dude, so. I could I could just finish with Thanksgiving dinner, and I would still eat a piece oh, of that pizza. Awesome. That is just unbelievable, dessert, man. <laughs> this isn't like well, a paid great. ad or nothing and either. We literally just, your, just no, showed this up. This is your here. first yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, this we we have another one, the double edge that uh, is another one you guys are going to have to come try, and and it is a little bit different. It is actually got a grilled chicken on it. Uh, it has an Alfredo sauce. But we, when we're finished with it, we drizzle it with balsamic vinegar. Oh God, yes. Okay, and it is a good, it is a very good one. Uh, the girls are doing a version of a chicken bacon ranch mm-hmm. with uh, some of the roasted reds on it. Yeah. We are going to do a pizza of the month uh, where we do actually that chicken bacon ranch. They're supposed to pick the name of it today. We did a Facebook poll to let somebody name it to get a free pizza. 
I want you to do a Facebook poll on that barbecue Chipotle. There you go. Strawberry okay. barbecue right. sauce. Well, so, yes. The and Martha Stewart sauce. Don't let the dream die. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. let it die. Yes, there you go. <laughs> oh, but, so, yeah, so this is my avenue to experiment, and it's ours. We're not a chain. We don't have somebody telling us we can or we can't try it. I mean, we can just give it to our customers and say, hey, try this. Give us honest feedback. If you like it, if you would buy it again, let us know. And if you wouldn't, we'll toss it. So tell me this. Have you have you gotten any honest feedback that was more negative than positive on anything that you're doing over Basically, here? Basically, the, the only thing, and we went ahead and put it in our reviews because it was an honest review. The only thing we've had, we've had no bad reviews food-wise. We are not a chain okay we are not little caesar's pizza pizza that has five million pizzas in course, two minutes yeah, yeah. okay our pizzas nor do nor do meth heads work here yeah our, yeah. our, yeah. our, our pizzas are made with love not that theirs aren't but our pizzas are made with love and it takes a little while to make a good product absolutely oh, I see so, where this is so, going so our thing was and as we were starting we weren't as fast so that's what we had our our negative review was the fact that it came in but it took a little long to get their their food and you know that's okay we try to be honest if you call in to order from us if it's going to be 45 minutes or an hour we tell you mm-hmm. because i want to be honest and if you're that hungry and, yeah. or you're on a time constraint then maybe tonight's not your night to eat here and i just want to be honest yeah because i would rather tell you an hour and it take 45 minutes you know, and that's what we do with people. We, t- we got their phone number. I know most everybody. Your food is essentially handmade. You exactly. know, we were talking about this a little earlier, be yeah. it, be it uh, stuff that you hand make in a forgery or is it a forgery or a forge? It's a forge. You make it in the forge. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's either a forged piece or something that's handmade in a wood shop, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it just takes time. That's right. I mean, if you need it in a hurry, go to Walmart and buy a plastic one. But if yeah. you want something that you can give to your kids, then I can make that for you. If you want something, <laughs> if you want something that big in 15 minutes go to a place that does that stuff with a microwave that's all prefab exactly and i'm not knocking them because there's a market for that there is a there is a baseball tournament that needs 50 pizzas now but they aren't going to get that correct not even close that is that's that's and that's this is what i'm after i'm not i'm after quality not quantity dude you so you have this really positive fun thing going on with you i mean you clearly thought about the people throwing the axes and you're a foodie and you just you you, your life seems to be a focus on the on the feel good oh yeah yet you're a city councilman what in the hell possessed you (laughs) to want to do something like that i mean you know (laughs) that the quickest way to find out how much of a jerk you are is just to get involved with local politics. Yeah, yes, yes. But as you can ask your wife, who we've both lived in this town our whole life, if you're not happy with the direction something's going and you're not willing to jump in and help try to change it, then keep your mouth shut. But you know no one does that. I, well, I know. I know. But, you know, I have children that I want to stay and live in this town and become productive citizens. Uh, yeah. And if I let it go to pot before they get there, they won't stay. They're going to be gone. 
And so some other family down the road in my district might have the same children, but maybe they're not as motivated to help change. But I want their children to stay like mine do. So, you know, am I a lifelong city councilman? Who knows? Maybe not. But while I'm in there, I'll try to make a change. How often do you have to do city councilman stuff? Oh, well, (laughs) that is a loaded question. (laughs) Of course, you know, I mean... Basically, we have two meetings. That is what I do. Yeah, uh, two meetings a month, okay. And, of course, then you you get your, everything comes to an iPad, and you, you know, if you're doing your due diligence as a councilman, you look in there, and you read through the business of the city so that you don't Mm -hmm. walk in uninformed. And if you do have questions, you can make phone calls prior to the meetings and, you know, and all that to make your best decisions. So, you know, I mean, phone calls, it all depends on what's happening in the town. It all depends on, you know, what's happening here, what's happening there, whether you're getting phone calls or you're not getting phone calls. Uh, If our city and our city's running really good right now. So if your city's running good and your city manager is doing a good job and he's answering his phone and he's taking care of his side of things, Mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of calls as a commissioner. Now, if that's not happening, your phone is burning up. And so, you know, you got there you go. more or less phone calls in the past mm, six months? Oh, less. Yeah? Less. Less. So, talk to me about the most ridiculous phone call you've ever taken. <laughs> oh, well. As a city councilman I, from a concerned citizen, and I'm almost... <laughs> I'm almost convinced that whoever made the stupidest phone call that you ever took probably... Uh, I'm sure they're not listening to this. Yeah, well, and, and you know what? On that, I don't know that there is a the stupidest one I've taken because everybody that's called me has had a, in their world, in that time, it was a legitimate concern for them. Okay? Okay. So, so I'm going to take the politician road on that because I, re- I really haven't, well, dang it. I have had one, but it's not, it is not fair. It is really not fair because when you get into older people that are getting older and I have parents that are getting older, sometimes they're not 100% sharp, okay? So, so, yes, you're so right. That's my, that is my one that was very delicate and I felt really, really bad for the people because the lady is just not 100% there. And she was having some issues with some neighbors' uh, animals, per se. And, uh, you know, and so... So the cat was crapping in her garden. Well, yeah. <laughs> dogs. Okay. The dogs were coming out. There and comes. she was trying to go walk. And she was scared of them. Okay. Well, okay, so a dog, when it knows it's scared of you and you run from it, is going to chase you because oh. it's fun. It becomes a game for the dog. But she doesn't. She didn't see it that way, and 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 because our our places are busy, and I'm not cutting down our animal control or anything like that. Mm, yeah. But they're busy. Yeah. Sometimes bedside manner does not fall into things, and sometimes you just can't give somebody everything that they want and drop when they call you four or five times a day. You just can't drop what you're doing to go handle their projects because sure. you have a job to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, but 
Most everything I've had, by the time my phone rings, it's pretty serious. I, I haven't had a lot of, of dingbats, if you want to call it that. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I had a long list. It'd make this, this show funnier, but... Well, no, it doesn't need... I mean, it's... Have, but Elk City's me, pretty solid. That's pretty funny. I mean, Elk City is a pretty solid town. We we have our we have our characters. Yeah, but I but, think that uh, uh, there does need to be some kind of a planned parenthood for cats out here. <laughs> oh yeah, well we, we had could, we, we could, had one feline hussy set up camp in our backyard garden, and then oh, really? we had kittens. Yeah, for several months. Every time we went out there, rah, trying to scare them away. <laughs> Because she didn't use protection. And you know, in other countries, the cat problems are so bad that there are, like, cat bounty hunters. Kind of like in Florida, how they have, like, the guys who go out and get the pythons, the Burmese pythons, because they're taking over the Everglades. In other countries, they have, like, rat people who do that. They have every type of animal you can imagine. there's some Okay, but you're uh, saying that, but they're probably in 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 the food chain. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. The end of that is the food chain. But the whole feral cat, dude, there's even this one guy in in the United States, they have a deal or something. There's this guy who makes, like clothes out of the cats that he kills seriously yes he gets like tags from the, he gets tags from the from the government the he gets these tags ever. and then he does like taxidermy on the stuff after oh that's a really happen. cool looking coat you have on <laughs> what is that oh it's a domestic <laughs> short hair like i would like could you imagine that person walks in the room the whole room starts sneezing I mean, yeah. or how about going to family christmas and, the, yeah. and their cat you think about it how many, on your back. how many full grown cats would it take to make a coat you know <laughs> like at least 12 you know if it's a decent size coat well, i don't know man if you get kind of creative well you pop one of those main coons and make it work you yeah know? how about, the right, how about yeah. getting all the same color <laughs> <laughs> okay Uh-oh. that got real weird that's what you're missing you need some feral cat furs up on the walls here at Mountain oh That's what we need. Oh, God. Do, do you remember the story? I don't know why it reminds me of this, but, well, because it was funny as hell, but there was a guy in Austria, and he had a pair of cats, and one of the cats died, and so the living cat was, in his estimation, very depressed and, and sad because its cat friend had died. And so this dude had it taxidermied onto a... A drone. Oh my goodness, that's and, terrifying. And so, I promise you, man, if you Google this up, man, <laughs> the guy that had his cat taxidermied onto a freaking drone, man, and would fly that thing around, and just little bits of this cat just happy because its friend has come back to life. <laughs> and the look on the the and it was, have you ever Googled up bad taxidermy pictures? It's kind of what it looked like, you know, oh my like goodness. the cat had a learning disability or something. I mean, he's a little tangled. <laughs> On the front of his drone, man. But I guess since it, you know, it still had the same smell. Around. I don't know, man. But anyway, this guy did this thing. I mean, what would you do if somebody invited you over to watch Monday Night Football and you walk in and, and on their and mantle the, is their family cat, a Roomba know? with a stuffed kinda, cat on you know, it? That's kind of weird. <laughs> You know, like your family member's ashes, if they're cremated, sitting on the mantle is one thing in a nice little jar. But could you imagine if we like did if we did taxidermy for humans? Could you? I'd be, That'd be awesome. That's weird because to that person, that cat was like their family member. Like, would you do that to your brother or your sister? Just you know, skin them like Woo! Buffalo Bob. And man, dang it! Might I never thought about the, stuff that deep. Be one of those Greek, you know, statues. Yeah. You know? What you prompted go. you to Google search bad taxidermy? 
because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a man with a cat on a Roomba. Sounds like some <laughs> sick Jeffrey Dahmer type stuff to me. Well, because, all right, the last tour that I was on was um, with this <laughs> this band called Calo, and I just refer to it as the band with the angry Jew because she was so mad all the time. And she was from Israel, and she didn't speak English so well. But anyway, the drummer... I I played in so many bands with this guy, and we had we were just talking about old time stories and and anyway we were talking about the spirit wolf the spirit spirit wolf. wolf. Well, Mike <laughs> talked about one morning when he woke up he wasn't feeling great after a night of having a couple of beers and he was like he. I got my bum nibbled by the spirit wolf. <laughs> and, so, and so then it became our own little meme, and he sent me a picture of of a badly taxidermied coyote. <laughs> and, and that became the spirit wolf. The <laughs> spirit wolf. And, and then yeah, just, no L. There's no L in oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah, W-O-O-F. <laughs> and, then, and then it was just S-P-I-R-T, spurt wolf. Spurt wolf. <laughs> spurt wolf. Yeah, and so you get your butt nibbled by the spirit wolf. You know what's happening. Anyway, and then you just think about this coyote that's got teeth going everywhere and its oh, eyes weren't even aligned. On, anyway, spirit wolf. So, but that's what this cat on this tax, on this, on uh, what the drone. Yeah. That's what the cat on the drone looked like. I can't imagine walking into somebody's house and maybe you didn't know that. Because yeah. that would just be, I would have to look at it and really probably start laughing. Yeah, how do you not that, comment like, on it? And then you know? it's like, if I died right now, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> yeah. I have seen it all, man. Yeah. Dead cat taxidermy onto a drone. Can you fly that over here and I'll actually pet it? <laughs> yeah, cat <laughs> taxidermy. <laughs> so does it like go up if you pet its backside, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, so is she giving these folks a, a tutorial on how to throw axes? Or? Actually, this is at the point here where she is showing this group how to throw a shovel, how to <laughs> throw a survival shovel. So the first half of your time, you're throwing axes, okay? At the, at the halfway point, okay, after you've learned how to it. throw a shovel, yeah. So after you learn how to throw the axes and figure out your spacing and your and your you know your technique, mm-hmm. then we introduce World War II replica yeah. Nazi I was gonna special say trench digger, yeah. shovels. All right, now yes. why in actual real world scenarios would you need to throw your survival shovel? Well, what if you've already you're out of ammo? You're you're yeah. You're what if you're in the garden and, to run, and you're digging your tomatoes and trenches. a snake comes out? This is what I'm waiting for. You know, give me spirit, some of this spirit snake. Spirit yeah, snake. Yeah. Spirit snake. Yeah. Or, or what spirit if a snake. skunk is eating up your asparagus? Yeah. You know, can't I mean, be you, having that. You might not be able to shoot him in town, but you can hit him with a shovel. You can shoot him in like town. little Nicky. <laughs> Hit the face with a shovel. Don't don't say that loud. Get Get the flask. I didn't. didn't, Well, I guess you can't do that. But there's no. You guys have any ordinances that you know of about uh, using one of those Tesla (laughs) flamethrowers? It's not a flamethrower. Like that guy. Like that guy cleaning his driveway off with that flamethrower in his couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But so yes. So she was showing him how to throw a shovel. It's you know it's a it's a life skill. You never you never know when you might need to throw a shovel. You know if a cop pulls you over and you, you have a gun throw- under the seat, 
he might say something to you if you don't have a permit. I mean, if a cop pulls yeah. you over and you have a shovel under your seat, he's going to be like, okay, that's weird, but he's probably not going to say anything. I mean, to this you. is textbook apocalyptic survival skills. Oh, right dude, here. this is the zombie without a apocalypse doubt. Yeah, right for here. Sure. Without just, a doubt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, if you're a Walking Dead fan. You know, used right to here, be, would man. Be the, used to be until they killed everybody off the show. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not only that. After about the fifth season, yeah. we, they ran they out just, of stuff to do. Exactly. The same thing over and over. Exactly. Again. They oh, should have well. got a new writer. But maybe anyway. we'll find another group of sadistic people <laughs> with some leader <laughs> who's sadistic. Yeah. yeah. Just, there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, look, man. We've uh, we've been on this thing for a while, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm about ready for a nap. I don't know how much pizza you guys have had. I'm but, ready uh, for a beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna give me a beer. I don't want to let and those probably two a piece of pizza. Oh no, they're, they're lonely. Here. You need to eat them. They're lonely. They're, they're like that's right. Put, put us put us in you, both of us. <laughs> awesome like, guys. Yeah. Well, I I want to tell you, I've had a great time. This awesome. is my third time over here, and it just gets better and better every time there I you go. go. This is my oh, maiden voyage, man. I am I am so thankful I got to be over here. This place just feels awesome, home, man. It's it's a comfortable place, and the food, Corey, the food is out of sight, man. Awesome. That's what we like. You know, when people leave and they have a smile on their face, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Well, like, get, don't get me wrong. Like, I assumed that the pizza was going to be good, but I was thinking just like bar pizza. You yeah. know, just like you go to the bar, they have a little cracker pizza. That's what I was thinking. Nothing yeah. big. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. not expecting a nine point. Yeah. And the only the only yeah. reason I'm giving you a 9.6 is in case I ever, for some reason, come across a pizza that's better. I well, won't and have that's the to first up, one you know you've tried. So, exactly. yes. So, don't and your, your pizza can improve. So, yes. I'm leaving Yeah, this really is go. definitely no, not a saltine cracker with ketchup. I don't know how, I don't yeah, know how right. it could improve, but it could. So, there you I'm going to leave room. There you go. Man, I appreciate you, Corey. Thanks for letting us come over hey, here man, and do the deal Anytime. Anytime. I loved it. I loved it. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye, then. The Jack Wagon Podcast is a Courtesy Clap production.